Eye on the Arctic. Views from the North. I'm Alish Quinn. Well, Canada has filed its submission on the outer limits of its continental shelf in the Arctic Ocean. And in all, Canada says, based on its scientific data, it's claiming around 1.2 million square kilometres. Now, to help us better understand the, the significance of this, we're joined today by Adam Lajeunesse. He's a Canadian Arctic expert, and we've reached him today in the Canadian province of Nova Scotia. Adam Lajeunesse, hello. Good morning, Elise. Good morning. So first, just give us sort of an overview. The, the claim is been filed. Is there anything in it that, that's unexpected or, or that we hadn't already sort of thought we'd see ahead of time? There was a little bit of conjecture that Canada may not go quite so far over the North Pole as we ultimately did as a political move. The Russians, for instance, thought their claim at around the North Pole. And so there was something that we would sort of do a quid pro quo and stop our claim at about the Pole as a means of facilitating a political settlement, ultimately. But, like the Danes, we've gone well over the North Pole and are claiming an enormous chunk of the Arctic continental shelf now. And um, for just a few more details for maybe people that are coming into this this um, the story for the first time, just give us a quick resume uh, of how these claims compare between uh, Canada, uh, Denmark, and Russia. Well, the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea gives every state a 200 nautical mile um, continental shelf claim, which means a country owns uh, not the water, there is the right of transit, anyone can move through these waters, but we have jurisdiction over the continental shelf. So that country gets to do all of the deep seabed mining, the offshore oil and gas, um, fisheries, uh, things like that. And uh, the extended continental shelf is an element within the UN Convention on the Law that allows states to extend that continental shelf uh, further on if they can prove through scientific data that it is an extension, a geographical, geological extension of of that shelf. And so in the Arctic, uh, Greenland, uh, Canada, Russia... We are all trying to uh, prove that our shelves extend well past that 200 nautical mile limit. And we have all submitted claims now. Canada is the last to have done so. And all of those claims are now overlapping around the North Pole and in that general area. Talk us through the process and sort of when we might have definitive answers on these kinds of issues. Sure. Unfortunately, I think people are going to wait a very long time to get anything like a definitive answer. The uh, UN Commission on the Limits of the Continental Shelf shelf is the the sort of scientific body which accepts these claims and then reviews their scientific validity. So far, there have been 84 submissions. This one is now the 84th, and they're working their way through them very slowly. So right now, they are on number 33 So today they are taking on average about 10 years from the point that they were filed to the point where this commission rules. Now, I suspect that uh, as the number of claims increases, that that time limit is going to expand. So right now, the next step is for Canada, Russia, Denmark to play the waiting game. And in 10, 15, 20 years, we will probably get a ruling from the commission. However, that ruling is not going to settle anything because the commission does not have the authority to draw borders. 
So what will happen is either after that ruling or before, the countries will have to get together and actually hash out a political settlement. And um, the tell us why it's so important. I mean, even in Canada, it's been years that they've worked on on gathering this data, going to to the Arctic um, to, to to work on this. Why is it so important for the countries to to have this, um, you know, decided and recognized internationally? I think part of it's national pride. Every state wants as much dur- jurisdiction as it can possibly uh, bring to itself. Uh, but resources are what, uh, what most people hold up as the motivating, the real motivating factor. Uh, over the long term, as the Arctic melts, as climate change starts to move a lot of that ice cover off, weaken that ice cover, uh, theoretically at least, these shelves may become more accessible. Uh, people may be able to develop uh, resources on them. That remains very much a a future hypothetical. There are no known resources whatsoever in the areas in question. So the claim that Canada has put forward could theoretically have some resources that may theoretically be of value in the future, Um, but but right now uh, we certainly don't know of any. But I think that's the very long-term view that these countries are looking but I think you, you've made a very interesting point when this these issues are discussed. A lot of this kind of um, issues that get put to the front is the, the resources and who's controlling the resources. But even if we looked at the comments from uh, the different Canadian politicians yesterday in the releases, they all talked about buzzwords using sovereignty and, and Canada's sovereignty in the North. None of them talked about resources. Well, sovereignty uh, sells well. It sounds good. It's a, It's an easy sort of one-liner. This isn't sovereignty. Uh, This is jurisdiction. So we don't control this area. We don't own this area. We have certain jurisdictions over this area. Um, And likewise, the Russians are are competing with us, in a sense, for those jurisdictions. But this is, is this different than questions of sovereignty, say, within the Northwest Passage, where sovereignty means ownership, which is very different than jurisdiction. You know, I think the number one misapprehension I hear all the time when we're talking about these continental shelves really is the question of resources. I think there's really an over an overestimation of how valuable they are going to be. When you talk about oil and gas, and the media in particular loves to hold up all of the, the possibility for Arctic oil and gas development, even if we find a huge amount of oil in this area, say around the North Pole, I tell people to keep in mind that this is about 2,400 kilometers away from the nearest Canadian or Russian infrastructure. Over the last 10 years, we have been trying to drill wells of the Chukchi Sea and the Kara Sea that are maybe 50 to 70 kilometers away from infrastructure. And those wells cost $10 billion. We can't even do that. So the idea of us ever really developing this region around the North Pole, ever actually Uh, mining it or getting oil and gas, I think that's probably a fantasy. And I think people shouldn't overestimate the economic value of those resources, at least, when they're considering where this is ultimately going to go. Adam Lejeunesse, thank you so much for for taking the time to to talk this through with us this morning. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.